Hi, I'm Adewale Adejumo. I build businesses and I also teach people how to take control of their lives. You are listening to the Epilogue Buddha podcast where I'll be bringing you some of the best personal growth mentors and entrepreneurs on the planet. And they will be sharing the best ideas on personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Today, we're going to be talking about perfectionism and how you can stop being your own worst enemy because perfectionists are their own worst enemy. My guest today is an entrepreneur and and, an author (laughs) and one of the best life coach and wellness educator in the world. She is also the founder of Shumani Africa and Global Village Hub. Her first book, Living Consciously, details how you can heal your past, find your purpose, and manifest the life you want. This book can be found on our website, yvettealo.co.za. Guys, please meet Yvette Ratshikopa. Yvette, thank you so much. Hey, hey, hey. with us. <laughs> thank you so much for having me and for that wonderful introduction. Um, sometimes you hear things, you're like, oh, is that me? So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank it you is for you. saying everything. Yes, so, it is you. introducing me so, so beautifully. Thank you so much. Eh? And I appreciate you coming onto the Apilak Buddha podcast to share knowledge. So guys, if you identify as a perfectionist, then you know that you can perform at a higher level than most people. But unfortunately, your performance comes at a cost. And because you're often experiencing high levels and because of this uh, perfectionism that you, know, you know that you have, you often experience high levels of stress that will impact all other areas of your life. And firstly, I want to just know um, from you, Yvette, like how do you manage to do all these things that you do? You know, you are, you managing two companies, you wrote a book, I, I know you coach as well, like how, where do you get all the time to do all the things that you do? Well, firstly, I'm not a perfectionist, so that's how I get all these <laughs> things done. Um, <laughs> And um, I don't know, hey, I also sometimes think about, I mean, some seasons are really crazy. Um, I try to always live a life of balance, but I think for me, it's been a journey of, yeah, some seasons are crazy. I won't even pretend that I always have it together. You know, there are moments where I'm in the office till 9 p.m. and sometimes till 11 p.m. And that has been my world, you know, especially when I was writing the book and running a business development agency and and speaking and hosting workshops. You know, that was a crazy year for me while I was doing all of that. But I think for me, I always put my mental health first. I always put my peace first. You know, so I always say that to my, even to other people that your goals shouldn't be something that is burdensome to you. You know, you shouldn't have to die for you to accomplish what you need to accomplish. Mm. You shouldn't have to be suffering. So I always operate from that space to say, okay, from the inside out, meaning that I operate from a space of well-being on the inside. So my output is even better and it reflects how, how, how well I am on the inside. And that's kind of what keeps me in balance and keeps me from, you know, when I'm working till 9 p.m. and all of that, it's like, okay, maybe Sundays I take off fully. And I also just remember my why and I just go back to the fact that, you know what, this thing that I've been called into is not supposed to be a burden into me. And there's a force 
an energy that has called me into this space, you know, therefore that force will always provide, you know, so some people call that force God, some people call it the universe. And for me personally, it's just trusting in something greater than myself to provide, but also, also putting in the work, you know, so it's just finding that balance and working from the inside out and not from the outside in, meaning trying to seek approval from the world, trying to, um, get money so I can feel valuable, you know, but saying, okay, I'm valuable. Therefore, this is my output, output, you know, I'm at peace. Therefore, this is my output and trying to constantly create that peace. Sometimes I, I might, you know, lose a little bit on the peace, but sometimes I, I ground myself in, in who I am and I ground myself in why I am and why I'm creating and why I'm doing, which is the fact that I just, I'm just here to express creativity and to create. So that's how I don't lose my mind <laughs> is by grounding myself, by going inside of myself and saying, okay, this is who I am. This is why I'm here. This does not define me. It's just something I'm doing to spread love. And it's just something that I'm creating, you know, so grounding mm. myself mm. in that really helps me. And, and, you know, like on my side, I can totally relate to you um, with regards to what I'm also doing as well, which is just to provide value and try and help as many people as possible. You know, and one of the things that also that well, I've been thinking about ever since I, like ever since we spoke about doing this podcast is on the topic of perfectionism, right? Where I'm like, am I a perfectionist? Because I'm currently writing a book as well, and it's been going on for a couple of months now, and I'm still not finished. And, you know, for anyone who's watching, who's wondering whether they are a perfectionist or not, because in order for us, you know, before we even dive into how you can start being a perfectionist, you need to be able to first diagnose yourself and be like, hey, I am a, I, I am a, I am a perfectionist, like, I'm a problem, okay? So mm. can you just take me, like, what is a perfectionist? I suppose it would be people that believe they have to be perfect, like somebody who believes that they can't make any mistakes, um, somebody who oftentimes tries, puts their worth, attaches their worth to their output, you know, um, somebody who is just scared of making mistakes or just operates on the basis that um, there's no room to make mistakes and everything has to be done perfectly, you know, which is not even a real thing. Like perfectionism is not a real thing. Um, no, it's, 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 it's it's, it's especially when you're humans, right? Um, but, and when we're here on earth where, you know, things happen, like you fall sick sometimes, right? Um, you go through something, you, um, things happen in this life, you know, your, your emotional state changes, your physical state changes, and expecting to consistently create the same type of output to some extent, right? Because I mean, a lot of times perfectionism serves a lot of people, right? Mm, yeah. um, but it gets to a point where it doesn't. So for me, I think perfectionism or perfectionist is somebody who really just believes everything they do, there's no room for mistakes. It has to be perfect before they start. And they really also sometimes really attach their worth to their output. Okay. And I'm not a perfectionist then because I make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> I definitely make a lot of mistakes. Okay. So but in terms of something, you know, people who are perfectionists, is it a mental disorder? Um, because some people might think that perfectionism is a mental disorder. Do you think it is? Um, I, I wouldn't say it's a disorder. You know, um, as a coach, I can't really say this and that is a disorder. But I might think that sometimes because of perfectionism, it might lead you to having some sort of disorder like anxiety, right? Because if you're scared, if you want to, 
if you're always waiting for things to be perfect and then you find yourself not starting on anything and not completing anything or because of not submitting, not applying for that job, you find yourself when you're not achieving your goals. When you're not achieving your goals, you're feeling bad, right? Or you're overthinking something, right? And then you get to a point where you are hyperventilating because you're in the space of fear and you're like, oh, this has to be perfect. This has to be good. And it's probably already perfect. So because you're sometimes the motivation behind um, the perfectionism behind is that is like negative self-talk mm, and mm. a lot of, you know, being hard on self to say, oh, this, you, I mean, I'm, now you've, you've recorded 2000 YouTube videos before you even put them up. You know, you have written, <laughs> gone over this report 2,000 times. So now you have other things starting to formulate. You know, I look like a poet when I start to do this and have the earrings on. But anyway, so you literally find yourself, um, now you have negative self-talk or you're going over something over and over and over again, which now builds up fear and you're trying to find something. Um, you're worried about what other people will think when they receive it because you believe that they, it has to be perfect to be good enough for them, you know? Um, and there's so many things um, that, that come up. So I think sometimes it can lead to that because of the negative self-talk that, that is usually associated with the perfectionism because the moment that you're not perfect that's when this negative self-talk starts because again perfectionism is not a real thing so the moment that you're not perfect that's when you know um you start to say these negative things to yourself that's when you start um going over documents two thousand times and i think that can definitely lead to some mental health issues or a lot of anxiety or just fear mm. so definitely watching your self-talk um you know setting realistic goals for yourself and you know, just starting, you know, for a lot of people that want to, for example, start a YouTube page, it's like, it's about just putting out that, uh, that very first video and just putting it out there. And then from there, you, then you learn and you start getting better and better and better as you go along. And also people who also want to, you know, you want to, you want to grow your personal brand, say on Instagram, on Twitter, on different, like on different uh, social media channels. All you got to do is just start, you know, there's no, like, you don't have to wait and, you know, to have, like you said, 2000 photos, um, <laughs> before you start. Um, and, and you know what, that was so funny to me because when I wanted to, we well, talking about starting this, um, podcast that I'm currently doing with you, when I, I was told, you know, you know, you must have like a, a lot of, like a few a few episodes first. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm gonna record a, an intro and I'm gonna put it up. <laughs> and then I'm gonna start like just building everything, you know, going, you know, you know like, yeah, starting from there. Um, so that really made me laugh. Um, so for most people, it's all about just, just stopping that negative talk, um, attaching your worth to what, to what your goal is. And realizing that you are worthy of whatever, you know, like whatever goals you set for yourself and, 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 and achieving that goal has nothing to do with your self-worth. That's basically what you said, right? Definitely. Um, when you look at perfectionism, I mean, we always have to look at the root, right? Because like I said, perfectionism serves a lot of people. A lot of people who are perfectionists sometimes find them in really good careers. You know, they're really successful. And then the moment that it stops serving them is the moment where they can't be perfect because life has happened. 
And then that's when you're like, okay, when did this perfectionism start? When did I believe, start believing that I have to be perfect, right? In order to be good enough. I cannot make mistakes. There's no room for mistakes. When did I believe that? And you'll find that it comes from childhood, from maybe parents being really hard, um, being hard on them. It comes from also just maybe different experiences um, that have happened. It comes from, yeah, just maybe at some point you made a mistake and somebody really shouted at you or was really hard on you or you were hard on yourself, mm-hmm. right? Because that's also something that we can do. And then now you start believing that it's not okay for me to make mistakes, right? If I make mistakes, then I'm not enough um, and all of that. And that's when the worth starts being attached. So you have to detach your worth from the perfectionism, right? Because mm-hmm. that does not define you. And when you do that, you leave room for grace for yourself, right? Because perfectionism is, is this thing where you constantly live out of grace for yourself and you don't, you know, you don't, first of all, yeah, like you said, um, the attaching of worth thing, but you, you're hard on yourself consistently. So it definitely is about that, detaching your worth from, from the, the success, from the job, from, from how well you're doing, from the, how well you do the presentation and understanding that everything is a learning curve because at the end of the day, we're all perfectionists. None of us would be talking. None of us would be walking because babies mm. fall. <laughs> babies mumble. You know, so if, if there's a baby, you're like, you know what? I messed up this talking thing. I am never going to talk again. You know, that's not a real thing. Mm. So we only learn through experiences and we only learn through doing. And perfection means an, perfectionism or letting go of perfectionism meaning, means that you have to let go of um, the idea that um, there's no room for mistakes because mistakes are how we learn. It's not failure, right? It's just a learning process, the same way that we've always grown as human beings and as individuals in our lives. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you. That, that was actually, that was, that was very powerful. You know something, I actually want to find out from you quickly, how did you, like, what is your story? You know, how did you become Yvette Alo? <laughs> you know, an author, um, a life coach, because like everyone else, you went to school, um, you went to varsity, and you started adulting. How did you, you know, like what led you to the path of being a life coach? For me, um, what led me to the path, I think it was my own experiences, um, the things that I experienced in my childhood, and really just seeing that. I, I think it's just that a thing of, oh, if I knew, if I understood certain things the way that I do now at an earlier age, you know, I would have lived with a different type of consciousness growing up. Yeah. So for me, it was definitely my childhood experiences and just my experiences growing up. I mean, it's things like bullying, you know, um, things like just trying to figure out relationships, things like trying to figure out life in general, you know, how do you communicate? How do you, and especially as an African, because as Africans, um, regardless of where you're from, I mean, I can only speak for the South African context and different other African contexts because whatever it is, there was mostly colonialism, there was some sort of slavery, there was some sort of abuse towards our people. And if you look at that, it means that the generations before us operated from a space of trauma, you know. And when you're operating from a space of trauma, all you pass on to the next generation is trauma. Yeah. So for me, it was just having that understanding that I want a better life for myself. So it started by wanting to better my own life, wanting to be one someday a good parent, wanting to to just be a better human being for myself, you know. Mm. And when I realized that, oh, I kind of enjoy this thing, you know, when I went to the the sessions to get help for myself, I realized, oh, 
this is actually what I want to do and extend that onto others, you know, and I do believe that we need, we should do things that we enjoy, that we love, you know, and that, 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 yeah, the things that are in alignment with, with who we are and what we like naturally. So that's how I got into this. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> so like tell me something, right? Right. You know, like, when was that, when was that moment where you were like, um, because most people that are going to life coaching, there often is a moment in their life when they would almost try anything, you know, when they reach like a super, super low uh, point in their life. And they would, they would try anything for them to actually break out of the mode, um, you know, break, um, break out of the mask that they've been putting on their whole entire life. When did that happen for you? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Um, so the question being, when did I realize that I wanted to break out of this mold? Mm. I feel like I've always had that awareness. You know, I mean, before I was doing coaching, because as again, as an African, you don't grow up knowing about things like coaching, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my mother did study psychology, so we did grow up with books around psychology in the home, and I'd read them, and they'd be fascinating for me, just understanding human behavior. But I think from the time I was ten years old, eleven years old, I knew that I wanted something different, and I knew that. That I wanted to create it. I knew that I wanted to get out, you know, like in mm. the movie, <laughs> get out, you know, for me, it was like, I need to get out. There must be another existence apart from this one that I'm having now, because I mean, for me, my childhood was, you know, there was abuse. There was um, just a whole lot of stuff, really, you know, there was rejection, childhood rejection. Um, there were so many things. There was a bullying. There was, there was just like so many things. And for me, I was just like, from the time I was 10, 11, I already knew that I wanted a different reality for myself. And, yeah, even though I couldn't pinpoint, I mean, as I grew older, I'd go then go to church, you know, which is, if you look at certain church structures, it is, it creates space for development, Hmm. you know, so thankfully, I got into churches where I was mentoring, I was um, helping other young girls, um, I was a leader, I was organizing events, um, and I also would attend, if they said there's a course on healing in the church, you know, Hmm. I would go to that course, because I mean, Hmm. if you say you want to heal, you know, you go where the healers are. Mm, or if mm. you say you're a scholar, you go where the scholars are. So for mm. me, I was like, because I want to heal. I remember I did a course when I was around, how old was I? I was around in my early 20s. And um, now I'm in my late 20s. So yeah, in my early 20s, I, there was a course and I went to that course. And that's just how it's unfolded. Just listening to that part within myself that says there's something greater for you and honoring it. And whatever came up, you know, if there's a leadership course for free, I'm like, I'm there, you know? Mm. So that's just how I've operated as somebody that has set the intention to live a better life. Mm. So because you, because you had set your intention, you know, it, it was a lot easier for you to actually take the, take the correct actions and take the correct steps for you to, for you to actually get to where you are now. Mm. Okay. Exactly just, that. Before we go forward, guys, if you are wondering where you can find Yvette, you can actually find her on, she's on, she's prevalent on Instagram and Twitter and her handle is, is, is Yvette underscore hello. Okay. You can reach out to her and you can send her messages. She does respond. <laughs> I can't promise that she'll respond to every single message, uh, but she does respond. And if you guys want to get a copy of her book, Living Conscious living consciously, you can get it on a website, yvetteilo.co.za. Okay. 
And so, on Amazon. It's available on Amazon. And on Amazon <laughs> as well. And don't forget yes. to leave a rating on Amazon when you do buy a book. Yes. So, you, can, so, you know, so just, yeah. <laughs> so it was right word um, to work the algorithm. Okay. All right. Um, Yvette, back to perfectionism, right? Are there, yeah. are there different types of perfectionism? Like a right kind of perfectionism and a wrong kind of perfectionism? Hmm. Um, I mean, just the idea of perfectionism in itself as an existence. It's like the idea of failure, you know, because when you look mm. at something like failure, it's like, is there really failure if you can learn from everything and improve? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Is it really failure if you learn that this is not for me? Is it really failure if you learn that I can do this better this way? Or if you learn... So just the wording that we use in itself, it's like, I know for me, I eliminate certain words out of my vocabulary, you know? And mm. I think Such perfectionism as? is one of those words. Mm. Um, like failure. <laughs> you know, there's no failure. There's only feedback. Mm. So... Yeah, so for me, something like perfectionism, I haven't met, like, when I work with the clients that I work with, um, I haven't met anybody who who is being served, you know, because like I said, in the beginning, it serves you, right? So mm -hmm. I think it's about, when you say you're a perfectionist, it's like, it's okay to want to do well. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? Nobody wants to be mediocre, per se, right? Mm -hmm. But it really is about, is that serving you? It's the mindset that you have serving you. If it's not, that's when you need to change it and maybe think, is there another way for me to exist? You know, is there another new mindset that I can adapt? So I think it's fine to, to live in a certain way and to have any kind of mindset that you want. But you have to ask yourself, is it serving me? Because a lot of times maybe you're a perfectionist and it's serving you. But then now you start doing that to your kids, right? And um you're hard on your kids you want them to do things perfectly and they're kids they need to learn and improve and then they become perfectionists and they're hard on themselves and most people don't make the connection to say that oh the reason i'm a perfectionist now and i have you know mental health issues is because this part of in my growing up my parents were always hard on me and expected me to always deliver a's you know and i've never been kind to myself since so mm. it really is important to just identify is this serving me you know individually because we're not a one size fits all as humanity, mm -hmm. you know? So you have to, I think people must just look within themselves and say, is this perfectionism serving me? And if it's not, you know, can I be kinder to myself, right? Can I say, you know what, it's okay to leave room for improvement. Mm -hmm. Can I say, you know what, it's not failure, it's feedback. Can I say, this is not something I need to attach to my worth, you know, you know, and can mm -hmm. I say my best today was good enough? That's mm -hmm. just, that's just about it. So how can I, for example, if I was a perfectionist, how can I stop being a perfectionist? Like what advice would you give to me if I tell you, hey, vet, I'm a perfectionist. I'm always, I'm always, like I never start things because I want all the conditions. I want the moon and the sun to line up in a straight line with the earth and all the nine um, planets. What advice would you give to me? Um... I think it's, it's some of the things that I've said, you know, and looking at the root of it and looking at if it's serving you and seeing if there's a new mindset that you can adapt and saying, okay, you know what, my best is good enough. You know, this report that I've created is good enough. Um, to say that your best is going to look different on different days and to just have grace for yourself. Um, I think, for example, a lot of times put self-love under this one umbrella and self-love looks different. There are times in your seasons whereby you need to, 
you know, putting the hard work and there are times where you need to say it's okay to rest, you know, mm-hmm. and self-love looks different. Like if you've not been prioritizing yourself, then self-love looks different. If you have always been resting and chilling, self-love looks like stepping up, you know? So it's mm-hmm. about evaluating and say, okay, is this an act of love? Is this an act of fear? And if you're acting on fear, you know, and that's what's keeping you from starting that business, right? That's mm. when you need to let go of the perfectionism, you know, mm. if it's holding you back, if it's not serving you. And yeah, so I just say, look at affirmations, like saying my best is good enough. My best is, um, it's going to change and it's going to look different in different days. And look at saying, you know what, it's okay to start. It doesn't have to be perfect. Find those things to, that you can say to yourself. You know, I'm giving myself permission to send this email. I'm giving myself permission to start. I'm giving myself permission to make this phone call. I'm giving myself permission to start with this. I don't need to be perfect. I am good enough as I am, and my worth is not attached to my output. Mm. So those are the things that I think can help. And constantly just evaluating the root of the thoughts and the behavior that you're having, you know, and saying, okay, where is this this thing of saying, oh, it has to be perfect? Because sometimes, you know, fear disguises itself as perfectionism, right? Mm. Saying, oh, it just doesn't make sense for me to send this. It does just doesn't make sense for me to start this, right? But it's actually just you're scared, right? And that's where that's rooted. So you have to just, the only way to let go of fear is to just start. Start even if you're scared. Start even with the fear. And you can only, sometimes you'll never even know what things could have looked like because you've never started, right? So the only mm, way to, to mm. get over it is to just start and do what you need to do and understand that it's okay to just learn from things. There's more than enough grace um, out there in the universe, in the earth, wherever, um, for, for you to just move on in your journey. And yeah. Hmm. So affirmations act based on your hopes, not on your fears. And yeah. just don't be too hard on yourself. That's basically it in a <laughs> nutshell. Thank you so much, Yvette. I really appreciate you coming into Afi Dak Buddha and sharing your thoughts and your wisdom with all the listeners. Thank you so much. And yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Um, this was wonderful. And yeah, you're doing great work. Uh, I've seen your page too. And shout out to you for creating this platform to have these conversations. And thank you for giving me the benefit of your platform. I'm Adewade Dejumo, and this is the Happy Like Builder podcast. I would love to connect with you on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, you can find me at Adewale Adejumo. On Instagram, at Wale Adejumo. And on Twitter, at Wale Adejumo. If you enjoyed that episode, please subscribe to the Epilogue Builder podcast so that you do not miss new episodes we will release. And I will see you on our next episode.